Hello and welcome to Silver Moon Podcast. I'm Laura. And my name's Amy. And today we are going to be discussing um, addiction. Uh, sorry it's been so long for all those that are active listeners. Uh, we, well, basically it's, life happened. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly my fault, I uh, think. It's not just your fault. It's, it's, both, it's both of us. We just, you know, things catch up. School gets out. Uh, with summer happening, we have more things to do. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to pick things back up and start working this every week. But yeah, we can't guarantee it during the summer. So uh, but keep listening, keep looking for updates. And um, yeah, we're, we're gonna be here. Yeah, we are moms. Yes. So we are moms. I work a full time job. You work a full time job too. But technically, not really, though. <laughs> you work from home. <laughs> yeah. I do but, now. Um, yeah. What have you been up to, though? Tell everybody what you've been up to. Well, the, part of the reason why I haven't been available for podcasts is just because the art studio's like, taken off. Um, I talked about it a little bit in my last blog, which I also haven't had a whole lot of time for, is blogging. Yeah, me too. I, uh, I took a week off just because we are moving houses. That's one thing that's going on. Um, we're totally moved over now, but the first week that we missed our podcast and that I missed blogging, we were moving houses, and we had scheduled our family vacation, our annual vacation to Silverwood. And the vacation went great. I was a little bummed because something that we do every year is go to the old-time photos, and we'll do like a family photo. Um, they got rid of that. Oh, Silverwood no. got rid of their old-time photos. Yeah, now they have like a Garfield thing. <laughs> Which they've always had like a Garfield theme yeah. for the kids area, but <coughs> they ripped out the the old time photos spot and redid the whole interior. And now it's like a, I don't know if you've ever been to like the Space Needle and they have that mm -hmm. thing where you can go pose and they'll put like any background behind it. Right, right. They right. have something like that there now Aww. where you can make it look like you're riding on a roller coaster or, you know, something like that. That's kind of a bummer like though because, yeah. I mean, when you have a tradition... Right. You know, it's I fun. mean, because our, our tradition is we go to Leavenworth and we do the photos at, um, uh, I can't remember the name of it, Studio 1890 or something like that. I don't know. But we've done like the Bavarian one, the the Wild West, and we've done the, uh, what's it called? Victorian. Yeah. Yeah. And so. that's what we would do. It's like one year we do like the, you know, aristocrat looking clothing and then we do like, you know outlaws and hookers type <laughs> outfits yeah and yeah it was super cool it was fun so now we're gonna have to figure out something else to do i know that they bring the old time photos to the fair <coughs> so yeah. maybe we'll do it at the fair that'd be cool but it just kind of sucks that we can't do it at silverwood now yeah we did um hit tremors with my brother and my sister who we've never gone to silverwood with before usually it's just you know steve and i or steve and i and the kids and this year my brother and sister got to go with us and so we all got on tremors and we decided to take a photo of us all like pretending we were sleeping <laughs> on the roller coaster <laughs> and that's awesome. other people ended up buying our photo it was so popular people were like oh, that's what? crazy <laughs> you know that's yeah. kind of weird yeah it was weird because everybody else is you know terrified and we've ridden it so many times it's like all right yeah. get ready for the picture <laughs> that's great yeah i i don't do roller coasters last time we went to silverwood it's like three years ago i think i don't know Anyway, I, I did, like, two roller coasters, and I, I, I was done. I, I don't like them. I don't – I used to love them as a kid, but as an adult, I felt like I was going to fall out, and I was oh, like, man. no, I'm done. But I, the panic plunge, I love that. I could do that all day. 
since, since I've had kids and I have less control of my uh, pelvic floor muscles, I don't do that right anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I still, I enjoy it. I just, yeah, I'm afraid to do it because I don't want to be that person. I you know, I don't want to be the one that, that pees on the, <laughs> the fucking my ride. <laughs> my problem was like when I first went on it, <laughs> it dropped me and I like uncontrollable. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry about the loud noise. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, it was uncontrollable. I couldn't help but the noise, I couldn't yeah. help the noise coming out. I, I couldn't stop it at all. It was just like, it was almost like a vomit of sound. It was just weird. <laughs> yeah. But. The roller coasters at Silverwood are great, though. They call them air coasters on purpose because you do lift out of your seat and you're buckled. And I then on like top that. of the buckle, you have like a you know, pull down bar that's, they use the hydraulics to hold it in or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you still totally get tons of air. It's the side to side shit that I can't do. So like the up and down, if I come out of my seat, I don't know what it is. I'm fine. But when I start going side to side where it looks like I'm going to like launch off the side of it or feels like I'm going to launch off the side of it, I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> nope. Anyway. Yeah. I want to yeah. go there again soon i love the water park though that's they my have a part. lot of new rides at the water park um i think the most popular right now is the riptide racer they have like six slides in a row uh-huh and a uh, big light goes off and all six people go at the same time and they have like a thing at the bottom that shows you who won oh, and cool. usually it's the fattest person who wins <laughs> so i win every time you know naturally <laughs> I tried to tell the kids, they go, what's your secret, mom? I go, it's always you slide number two. And, <laughs> and then they went, I used slide number two and I didn't win. Well, maybe next year. Maybe <laughs> next great. year, hon. <laughs> oh, well, I haven't really been up to a whole lot, I'll, t- I'll be honest. Uh, well, the first week that we missed, that was my fault because I got overwhelmed. And I, uh, for a lot of you out there, I have uh, pretty bad anxiety. <clears throat> and if I get overwhelmed, I have I, my my brain shuts down, and so I had a camping trip that we were going on for a family reunion. I had tons of stuff that I had to do for that. I had to pack everything by myself because Jesse didn't ask for extra time off; he just asked for the weekend off. Mm-hmm. And so I was freaking out because I had to do all this stuff by myself. I had inventory everything, and I'm a little bit OCD when it comes to my camping stuff, thanks to my dad. Um, cause he's the same way and he, that's how he <laughs> taught me. Uh, so I just got really overwhelmed. And I was, so sorry guys that that was my fault. Um, but then that, then that last couple weeks, honestly, I can't remember everything I did. <laughs> I, I mean, I know I worked on the, Oh, Oh, you know what? I totally forgot. So Jesse and I have been working on this engine for a friend and, uh, I, he's been teaching me a little bit about the mechanics and where what everything is you know and I helped strip the um the uh oil pan and the uh oh my gosh what are they called oh he's gonna be so ashamed of me the doohickey some mobile. kind of covers the chingadera <laughs> yeah. uh oh, I don't remember what they're called but anyway I stripped the paint off of them and got them all cleaned up with from the paint and then he he painted them without me I was supposed to paint them but I was at work but yeah I've been working a lot and doing that and then we went up to uh, a tandem mission or st joseph's mission is that what it's called st joseph's Joseph's mission at tandem or something like that anyway Mm -hmm. went there this last weekend and that was really nice got some pictures and uh did some uh a lot of uh photography stuff so but yeah that's pretty much it 
That's fun. He showed me a few of those pictures. Yeah. I tried to take pictures when we were in the middle of moving and whatnot because I was like, oh, this will be fun to document for the blog, whatever. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I also have like that same, I don't know. It's not as bad as it used to be. I've been trying some different things to help manage it. Mm -hmm. um, but I have had really bad anxiety since I was a kid. Like to the point where I will shut myself in a room, can't do anything, can't talk to anyone, won't yeah. get on my phone, just kind of have to, you know, sit there or I'll go take a shower mm -hmm. and then sit there. Um, and I, get, I get sick. I, li I like physically yeah. get sick from it. Yeah. It sucks. It's like this cloud that I go into that I just can't get out of until yeah. it's over. And I have no say in when it's over. Yeah. So I've been there for sure. Cool. I'm glad I'm not the only person. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, um, so uh, talking about uh, problems, let's let's move into our topic. So we're here yeah. to talk about um, addiction. And both Amy and I have a little bit of experience with addiction. I don't have personal experience. Well, I mean, I guess I kind of have some personal experience with addiction, but it's not an ex on an extreme um extent but uh it's i'm go ahead and take the mic <laughs> sure i uh i grew up in a household where my <coughs> my mom has always been a smoker she's you know smoked since i can remember um and my dad was an alcoholic and a drug addict and so i always thought you know my dad was worse than my mom because my mom's addiction didn't really affect us a whole lot other than when we drove in the car places sometimes she'd smoke in the car you know that wasn't a huge deal um and on my blog I started a new series I call it only the good die young because um, that's a lesson that my dad taught me once when he was on this like drunk and drugged out bender <laughs> and he went on this super long rant trying to teach me something and uh he taught me you know only the good die young and he threw in all these different weird crazy things for why that's true mm -hmm. and so I decided to call my uh, new series that um, for that reason and what I talk a lot about in the first couple of episodes is just a few of the things that you know he did when I was little and I threw in some happy memories in there too um, but when I think about addiction I don't think so much of like what I grew up with in my own household mm -hmm. um I tend to think of other people yeah and and I think that's and which is a weird thing because like when I told my mom for example this week that we were going to be talking about addiction she's like oh my god you need to talk about your dad and you can mention you know how all the abuse that went on and the crazy things that happened and um not to give away too much but this week's uh episode for example um I'm gonna talk about the time that he tried to kill us all like on purpose he held a gun to my head and I was like 12 13 and I remember that Shit. and uh not just mine though my little brother and my little sister my baby sister was a baby like mm -hmm. you know swaddled and um he wanted to straight up kill her and it's not because he was you know seriously wanting to kill everybody it's because he was so drugged out he had been on coke for a couple of weeks straight oh, God. and when you do cocaine the first time <coughs> if you've ever done it no don't do it <laughs> because I, I do understand why people get addicted um around that time when my dad held that gun to my head was also the first time that i tried cocaine he left some out like some residue 
in the bathroom and I like took my finger trying to push it together and it's like I want to see what this is all about mm-hmm. um and when you do cocaine it takes you to like this super confident you can't fuck with me it's like kind of oh, thing shit, that'd be I, bad news for me <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's it doesn't matter what you're doing or whatever it's like I think I like Harry Potter when he takes that you know what is it that good luck potion oh yeah 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 like nothing can you know ruin his good day and his good mood and everything he has is his good luck um that's kind of what it feels like wow um and so you keep doing it uh but when you use cocaine and you do it without stopping it kind of takes you to this whole other whole other realm and that's kind of what happened with my dad um that time that he tried to kill us all and so it's taken me a couple of weeks to get this blog out there. I promised my followers that I'd do it every Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm two weeks behind now because that one's been really difficult to get on, you know, on paper. Well, yeah. On the on, computer. On the, on into the, words. On screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I took a break, you know, last Sunday and I tried to explain to people because people have been emailing me saying, you know, we want to hear the next thing in this series. And I try really hard to keep it light and funny. Um, because those things, even though they did happen and they were super traumatic and I don't wish for anything like that to happen to anyone ever, I do believe that, um, because I lived through that, it's what makes me more, I think, lighthearted and happy and upbeat now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the best people come from the roughest backgrounds. I do firmly believe that. Yeah. Um, just because the best people that I've met have had the most fucked up childhood. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, when it comes to addiction, I try not to think of my own upbringing because my dad's a a totally different person now. Like, if you were to walk up to him on the street and meet him and shake his hand, um, the things that he does for work and whatnot, like, he's he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades. He can do anything. He built my home that I grew up in in Sunnyside, which Mm -hmm. was my grandparents' home. He built it from the ground up. Um... And that'll be an episode, too, because he did some some crazy shit. Because he was drunk and drugged out for most of that, too. Wow. (laughs) Um, But uh, anyway, I forget what point I was leading to. Um, But I tend to not think of my own childhood when I think of addiction. When people say those kinds of things, I think of of other people. Like, I think meth addicts and stuff. You you know what I mean? I do, because, I mean, I grew up... um, I didn't grow up in my immediate family with um, with addiction, but you know I had grandparents that that were pretty big alcoholics. Um, to my knowledge, I don't n- think anybody in my immediate family was drug a- drug addicts. I I did the most out of every all the kids in my family as far as you know drugs and out drinking and experimenting went, um, but not to an ex not well, I mean. I guess not. I mean, as as a teenager, okay, as a teenager, but not as uh, you know, as adults. You know, I my I have siblings that do um, drink, but I, I I don't. I can't really say whether or not they're addicted. You know, they have they have an addic- an addiction. I I don't spend enough time with them. Anyway, but um, as far as um, you know, me and thinking about addiction, I think about yeah, like like the meth heads, the people that, that yeah. have like the, all the picked off faces and. Um, you know, no teeth and, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's usually so like where my brain goes to when we think right. about it. But the thing is, though, is, is so I, for a very short time, I, I did work at, um, a, uh, a rehabilitation center, a drug and alcohol rehabilitation, 
rehabilitation center. Sorry, I'm having problems talking. Um, and, uh, you know, the people that I hung around were, uh, a lot of them were recovering either alcoholics or drug addicts. And so I was really exposed to a lot of that, that life through that. And it was a huge wake up call for me, uh, because, you know, I knew a lot of kids that did drugs in, in high school, hardcore drugs, you know, not just smoking weed and whatnot. They were hardcore coke smoking, uh, um, smoking crack and, uh, some of them had tried meth, uh, but meth wasn't real big yet when I was in high school. Really, the, the big ones were heroin and um, and uh, and crack. Um, but uh, being around that environment really woke me up to uh, addiction and really what it's like. In fact, I have um, a friend I'm not going to mention. Um, I haven't talked to this person in a while, but they have has a very severe drinking problem and I never really thought of you know drinking being an addiction just because you know most teenagers do it you know and right have, and, and and most people you know in their 20s do it um so I don't really think of that as an addiction but he had an addiction so bad that like he would black out and just throw up and I mean and just and they keep going yeah and uh you know Jesse asked him one time you know why don't you just stop? Just stop. Just, you know, just stop drinking. Don't, don't touch anymore. And he's like, that's the problem, man. I just can't. There, I, that, that always kind of gets me too. Cause there's like this huge debate. I saw this meme <coughs> on Facebook the other day where somebody, uh, I forget who it was that posted it. Um, it was this girl that I used to go to school with. Um, I think anyway, the, the meme itself, it said, uh, addiction. Do you believe that it's a choice or do you believe that it's like a disease? And everybody who, you could tell, everybody who had been, like, a victim, I guess, of addiction, Mm -hmm. um, not themselves being addicted, but they've had, like, a family member, I guess, like me, where, like, their parent or somebody um, was an addict, and they had to suffer the consequences of that, was like, it's a choice. Like, if they love you, they will quit, and if they really cared, they would stop. Then you have other people who have, kind of like you, who have worked with addicts and have seen, seen it from the other side. Um, who are like, well, it's a little bit more complicated than that, you it know, is. and it's, it's kind of, it could be totally mental. There are other circumstances. There's, there's triggers right. that make, uh, addicts kind of go back towards that direction. Well, so. on a, on a lower level, and, and I say this on a lower level because this, well, I'll just explain. Um, so I used to smoke. I used to be a very heavy smoker. Three packs a day, heavy smoker. Damn, woman. Yeah. (laughs) There was a point in my life where I literally would sit with my my landlord um, at the time. We would go to her house. She was a heavy chain smoker. We would sit there all day in her house playing cards and uh, drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes. That's all we did. And, I mean, it was an all-day event. And at that point, it was three packs of freaking cigarettes a day because it was literally... As I'm, you know, running out of the, the one in my mouth, I'm lighting another one on it and, and just continue going. And, um, so I guess you could say that was an addiction. Um, and I'll admit it to this day, I haven't smoked in over five years. And to this day, I love smoking. I love it. I love the smell of it. I love the taste of it. I don't like the smell of it on other people. But as I'm smoking a cigarette, I love that smell. 
and uh, it's it's been really really hard for me to quit and Jesse he quit um he didn't smoke as much as me but he was close uh he quit by going to a hypnotist and it worked for him um he came home uh cleaned the entire house emptied all the ashtrays we used to smoke in the house so you know this is before we had kids but um he told me as soon as I got home from work, he's like, you need to go take a shower, brush your teeth and no more smoking in this house. And, uh, he pressured me for many years to quit smoking. I ended up quitting when I got pregnant with junior quit for about two years after he was born. You know, I quit through till about two years after he was born, started back up again. Uh, but I hid it from him at least as much as I thought I could, you know, and yeah. I'm sure he knew, I mean, you could smell it on me and you can, I'm sure he could smell it and taste it when I, when he kissed me. And, uh, and th- th- that was rough. I like the, that entire time up until five years ago, it was so rough and it's not as rough now. Um, because it was the last time when he found out that I was smoking, it was, it wasn't quite an ultimatum, but it almost felt that way. And I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want anything with my family to happen. You know, I didn't want my family to break up over something so stupid. Yeah. And it was hard. And I, I think I went with, through like withdrawals, you know, I was angry a lot yeah. and stressed a lot, but I did it. And I, I haven't touched a cigarette in over five years. It's been five and a half years. So, I mean, so I, I really do understand those people um as far as you know i just can't quit or i just can't stop i i get it because there are triggers that every now and again i'll have something happen or i'll smell something or i'll taste something or you know especially when i'm drinking that's the hardest part for me uh there are triggers that make you want to do it and if it's around and it's available chances of you doing it it's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's, it's very likely. So I, I get it. You if know. you don't mind me asking, yeah. um, what was it that made you start smoking again? Like what was that initial trigger after you had that first break of two years? After um, junior was born? a lot of times it was when we would go out with, um, friends and family drinking. Um, the biggest thing was, uh, when we go out with his brother and his sister-in-law, we'd go out and drink or we'd go to a party or something with them. And, you know, the kids would be with grandparents and we'd go out, and everybody's smoking around me and I had been drinking, you know, and so I, I just be like, Hey, let me have one of those. And, or, you know, they'd be like, Hey, do you want a cigarette? Or, you know, and it was just offered or just wanted it, you know? And, yeah. And that, you know, once you start that, it's like, Oh, I'll just go buy one pack. And then you go through that pack. Oh, just one more, you know? And then, <laughs> and then by, th- by the time you're like three packs into it, then you're like, okay, I, I guess I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a smoker again. And yeah, it sucked. It sucked. It's just, you know, and trying to keep that stuff away, you know, hidden from him was, was not fair on his part. And all it did was cause anxiety for me. And, you know, yeah. So yeah, it's sucks. So I can't even imagine, you know, those people that are addicted to hardcore drugs, you know, and and stay clean. Yeah. I I just, that's why I will never do it because I know I have an addictive personality. Um, and I, I, I don't even want to, don't even want to try it. You know, there was a, there was a, actually a, a 
point also where I was addicted to pain pills for a while too. Um, I don't even know why I was taking them, but they made me feel good. So, <laughs> you know, I've been there. Um, I myself, I'll admit it. I feel like I am an alcoholic. Um, my mom always says, well, you, you know, it's kind of a given cause your dad is an alcoholic and your whole dad's side of the family are alcoholics. And, um, both my father and my two uncles that are on my dad's side, um, have had their livers give out like to the point where they're already bloating and, um, everything's swelling and, you know, they're about dead. Um, for my dad, that's what, uh, made him quit drinking in the end is the doctor's like, I'm going to let you go home because, mm-hmm. you know, your liver has gone and whether you want to be here or home, you just need to be comfortable because you're going to die. Like he sent him home thinking that he was going to die. And for some reason, the motherfucker just didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So my dad's still kicking. But um, because he, I think, got so close, I don't know if that was like his rock bottom or what. I I think he's had several other rock bottoms before that. Um, But this time, uh, that's why my dad stopped drinking. And my mom's always gone back and forth with her smoking, too. You know, she'll try to quit, you know, for good reason. She's a smoker now, but is trying to quit again. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really hard for me in the beginning when Evie was born, my youngest, because I didn't want her around when I was pregnant. I didn't want her around my baby. Yeah. You know, and she would come inside. She, she always smokes outside. She never smokes inside the house. Um, but she does like smoke in her car and things like that. So it's like, I do not want my baby or my kids, you know, getting secondhand smoke yep. from you. Yeah. Um, whether that's in the backyard or whatever. And so there were times where she'd be like, I'm going to go outside to smoke. And the kids were like, can I come outside with you? And, and in the beginning it irritated the shit out of me. Like it made me angry because, yeah. like, and we ended up even getting in a fight over it once. Cause she's like, you know, I would never do anything to hurt those kids. Like these kids are my world. It's like, well then why are you smoking in front of them? Right. You know? So that was a big issue for us. Um, for me though, with my drinking I told myself in the beginning well you know when I drink I'll make sure that the kids are taken care of I won't ever drink and drive Mm -hmm. um you know I told myself I do all the responsible (coughs) things so that I can still enjoy what I like to enjoy um but it never like you never stick to those rules you know um I have drink and drive I'm always the designated drunk driver because I'm the best driver around when we go out and party that can drive the best drunk which is horrible but kind of funny at the same time but then kind of not funny at the same time right right (laughs) so um that's me um I like to I like wine a lot Mm -hmm. like a lot (laughs) I think the first time I came over here uh, Jesse offered me some vodka and I was like, yeah. And then when I helped you guys with your tattoos and whatnot, you guys paid me in vodka. So <laughs> if that's any testament to how much of an alcoholic I am. Um, so oh. I do, I do have a problem with it. it. Right? Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, and I think a big part of people's addictions is the people around them that that enable it whether they know it or not yeah definitely I I do agree with that because you know as far as my smoking goes I I had friends that enabled it and they were like who who gives a shit what Jesse thinks and I was like you know what yeah who gives a shit right but at the same time I give a shit yeah you know I I do give a shit and it, it it is important to me what he thinks and you know so yeah it's, yeah, I feel you. 
my my mom doesn't have a vehicle right now it's just her and so when she needs cigarettes it's up to me or it's up to my brother or it's up to Steven or somebody to go and get them for her mm-hmm. and um, just the other day she ran out and she really needed a cigarette and she was totally out didn't have anything to smoke and we were in the midst of unpacking the house because we just moved um, and she was like I'm gonna unpack outside and you unpack inside and it's like why don't you just help me with inside mm-hmm. you know and then we'll double team outside tomorrow and she's like, no, I'd really prefer to stay outside. And it's like, why? And she goes, because I'm already feeling irritable. I haven't had a cigarette. And, you know, she had been asking me already that morning to give my brother a call, who lives in Sila, by the way, so he could drive down to Yakima, pick up some cash, and then drive out to the reservation to the smoke shop because oh cigarettes wow. are only 3 bucks there instead of, like, $12 at the convenience store. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, do it that way. And she was, you know, starting to get upset and so she didn't want to scare the kids or anything because she was feeling irritable so she wanted to go unpack outside um and i jokingly told her because my sister was there it's like hey what would happen if steven and i refused to get you cigarettes and rick my brother never came you know from sila to pick you up or to bring you cigarettes either what would you do and she was like oh god don't do that to me like you know I i can't even bear the thought of it and I said it, like, jokingly, but honestly, what would happen? She would be forced to quit. Yeah. And so there is or a lot of power. walk somewhere and go buy him. Right? And, but that's what she said she was going to do. She mm-hmm. was like, I would find a way to get money, or you need to give me money so that I can walk myself to the convenience store. I don't care if I have to pay $10, $12 so I can get my cigarettes. Wow. And, like, it gets, you know, to that extent. And my mom's not, like, this horrible person, you know, or anything like that. She's not abusive or you know whatever right but she is controlled by her addiction whether she realizes it or not and my mom does listen to this podcast by the way so I love you mom (laughs) um but my mom and I are very open and we have these discussions all the time um so it's just kind of a kind of a thought for I guess our our listeners who do have people who have addictions like that if if you are enabling somebody in any kind of a way um, think about it just a little bit. Like if you removed yourself from that situation, mm-hmm. um, would it make it easier or harder for that person to continue with their addiction? Right. Cause I do really feel like, you know, the, the people that are around us enable us a lot. And Definitely. Yeah. Now kind of going, I want to take the to- topic to, to the right a little bit. We're okay. Gonna, we're going to kind of veer off to the right here. Um, what about like other addictions? Like not substance abuse necessarily, but what about like, you know, like food addictions and <laughs> sex addi- addictions? And I mean, are those going to be in the same, I mean, are the same chemicals in the brain being affected? You know what I mean? I believe so. I do believe so. Um, I don't want to talk too much about myself because, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am overweight because I do have a a problem with food. Mm-hmm. Um, I've joked about it before. I think when I said that Jesse put out like this thing on Facebook, like what's your new year's resolution? And everybody's like, <laughs> I'm going to lose weight. It's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to eat and be happy. Right. You know, <laughs> skinny bitches. Well, Jesse, I, I can't remember that joke that, that you're talking about that Jesse posted, but that's like, um, you know, we're going to lose weight and then we're going to quit two months down the road or something. I don't yeah. know. I can't remember what it is. It sounded it is. a lot funnier on the meme, but anyway, <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, and I and I have the same issue. You know, I, 
I've been overweight all, almost all my adult, adult life. Um, I like to blame it on Jesse, but, um, you know, cause I never ate fast food before I met him. I mean, I, I think I can count the amount of times that I had fast food on one hand before oh, wow. I met Jesse. I just never did it. I, you know, my parents were poor, you know, we didn't go out and eat very often. If we did, it was, um, you know, like a sit down restaurant. It wasn't like fast food that kind of stuff. Um, but I think I didn't go to Burger King until I was like, I think I was like 17 the first time I ever went to Burger King. You know, I had pizza, but pizza, I don't really count as fast food. I don't know. That's it's pizza, still fast pizza, food. pizza is life. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so, you know, I, I joke around. I blame it on Jesse. I never ate fast food until I met Jesse. But the, the real, the realization is that, um, you know, I got that taste of that fast food uh and i i went fucking crazy you know i i don't even know how else to explain it because you know i smell french fries or i smell especially when it comes to burger king <laughs> i freaking love burger king i hate burger king oh my god i love whoppers um you know and and um, mcdonald's cheeseburgers i don't know what it is about mcdonald's cheeseburgers but they're so freaking good it's all the sugar i don't yeah you know that's probably right they probably put a lot of sugar in the food yeah um you know you know this is kind of off topic but I, I have to mention this so um my boss bought five guys for us um at work for all the department supervisors and um uh I was, uh, I was eating that and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like shit after eating it. I, I couldn't figure out why. And I looked up the, the calorie intake on that. It was like 1700 calories for a small itty bitty burger and a, and a small fry. And I was like, what the hell? 17, that was like all of my daily calories. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I was thinking about it. I was like, what am I eating? You know, so I started tracking my calories and stuff like that. And I'm like, holy crap. No wonder why I'm fat. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I've been trying to eat healthier, but I've it's never been pretty hard. I've never tracked my calories or anything like that ever before. When I tried, I downloaded an app on my phone. Didn't get very far. I went, yeah, this is well, too I much math. I, I stopped the calorie counting. I'm not counting it anymore. I'm just eating healthier. So I'm not eating processed foods. I'm not eating sugars and I'm not eating a whole lot of carbs if i do eat carbs they're they're whole like wholesome foods like you know like uh um like instead of eating french fries you know i'll have like a baked potato or you know so, something like that but i don't even need to eat a lot of that i like i think i've had potatoes four times since i've been on this diet in the last two months um you know but a lot of salads a lot of chicken a lot of avocados a lot so a lot of fats like like good fats that come from plants and yeah. um or animal fat but not like that chips and you know no junk food right that's basically my rules no junk food and eating as fresh as possible so that's and it's working i lost 20 pounds so that's the hardest thing for me with trying to watch what i eat because i i don't anymore i haven't been this year i've just been having a free-for-all like i yeah. said but when i was trying to watch my weight okay so we're mexican mm -hmm. we eat hardcore mexican yeah. You you saw what I had for dinner tonight. That looks it so was, good. It was, yeah. <laughs> Say that after like you've had it for two weeks straight. I can't have it, was, it though. That's the thing. <laughs> we're poor Mexicans. So tonight for dinner, I had rice, beans, and tortillas here oh, at so Laura's good. place. So good. And okay, so the thing about homemade tortillas, if you've ever made them or watched mm. someone, you know, make authentic 
you know, homemade Mexican tortillas. Mm-hmm. It's flour and a lot of salt mm-hmm. and some baking powder. So, you know, they stay nice and soft. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it is like handfuls of manteca, like lard. Lard. It's lard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, <laughs> yummy, thick, I love tortillas. White lard. Especially authentic tortillas. So you should have told me I would have gave you one. No, I can't eat it. I can't. <laughs> I can. As much as I want to. I, I, I mean, I can. I, I cheated all weekend. I cheated on this diet. We had McDonald's See, so you and could've. we had pizza and we had like, I mean, all sorts I'm not, of stuff I'm not, I shouldn't have had. I'm not trying to enable your food addiction I had here. McDonald's twice. But <laughs> I might bring you some tortillas now. Oh. But yeah, with, with Mexican food, it's difficult. All the best foods are made from the shittiest but Shit. the beans and rice, that stuff is actually really, really good for you. Not the way we make it. I mean, are you, what do you make? How are you making it? Refried beans. Uh, I mean, I guess if you just put beans in water with some salt and boil it, then okay, yeah, then pinto beans are probably pretty good. But refried beans, which is the more popular, you know, right version of beans um, for like the Tex-Mex type of food that we eat. Uh, it, again, like two big ass scoops of lard go in the thing and then you fry it. Or put some oil, put put something, you know, that's probably not good for you. I and mean, then, as long as and it's then again, not like, I mean, if it's animal fat, it's not that bad for you. Not that it's bad be- because, again, and if we're getting into like dieting talk, uh, fats usually aren't what makes you fat. It's the sugars and things that mm-hmm. make you fat. Yeah. You know, breads and whatnot, carbs tend to get turned into sugar in your body. And then if you're doing that plus other sugars and other processed foods, it's just total downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mexican food's all about, you know, grease and fat and things and, and having that once in a while in your diet's not bad when you're pairing it together with like good proteins and whatnot. Right. But all the proteins in Mexican food are also, you know, done with fat. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean like, okay, tacos, for example, which is, you know, a staple, you know, good, good traditional Tex-Mex style tacos. It's, it's all, and it's all made from the crap that, you know the rich white people didn't want you know the brain (laughs) the the intestines so we have tacos de cabeza tacos de lengua tacos de tripa and that's all like brains tongue intestines you know stuff that nobody wants things that are not um normally consumed you're right (laughs) yeah and so in order to make those things taste good you got to put in you know tons of spices and fats and things to make them taste good yeah and so that paired together again with tortillas that are nothing but lard and flour which is a carb you know right it's, it just it goes it gets bad and then some horchata oh my gosh i have a weakness for that that's, that's good yeah but yeah food is food Full is definitely sugar, though, a huh? problem for mine you mentioned sex addiction though yeah i have a huge problem with that yeah not that i'm unfaithful or anything because i'm i'm a faithful woman now wasn't always <laughs> um but yeah sex addiction is a real thing because people like there are people who are like yeah that's bullshit like just keep it in your pants or whatever um there was a point in time where you know flicking the bean was something that happened four or five times a day because wow yeah wow 
Yeah, not to get too personal. (laughs) (laughs) Just putting myself out there. Hey, everybody, we're going to get personal here. (laughs) Right. I would ring Satan's doorbell as many times as possible. I don't think I've ever been that bad. But um, the thoughts is more of an addiction for me. Um, And it's... Uh, it's tough it you know it I've n- always been faithful to Jesse I've never not once but um but the thoughts have been there you know and yeah I, and it's I think it is a bit of an addiction um but uh yeah I but I know I know of people personally that I mean they go from person to person to person to person they can't even stay in a relationship because it's such an issue and uh that was me before i got married um not that i slept around a lot but like the oh no i'm talking about people that sleep around i mean it's like person to well person. then i wasn't that bad <laughs> no okay i, I feel don't better bad. uh but you know i mean when i was single i flirted with everybody everybody and in fact today i was told that i was flirting with somebody that i wasn't even oh no thanks <laughs> <laughs> no thank you and I, you know, but at the same time, it's like when I was single, I mean, like every guy friend that I currently have now that I've had since, you know, Jesse and I got together or before Jesse and I got together, I should say, I flirted with all of them, all of them. And I, I don't think it was necessarily a, an addiction situation. I think it was more on a, I'm looking for a lifelong mate kind of a thing, you know, and I, it's you have to play around with that and and see who you're compatible with. And so I don't I don't think that that is an addiction thing. I just like the attention. Um don't get me wrong, <laughs> I'm a little bit of an attention whore myself, but <laughs> but you know, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I wish I I really wish we could have got a guest on this, but and if you guys um any of you listeners out there want to be a guest um, and we can, you know, r- bring up this topic again on a, on a later show. I, I don't mind br- bringing up topics, <clears throat> excuse me, topics multiple times at all. Uh, if you guys want to be a guest, just email us because we would love to have you on and, and to get a little bit more of a perspective on somebody who has, you know, a sex addiction or, you know, drug addiction, whatever. Right. But I should have invited my dad to be on the show. Well, maybe not, because he's not so much of an addict anymore. When my dad's sober, he is the best fucking person. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you're an addict versus when you're sober, you're going to be two different people. Yeah. And the reason being is because that drug is, or whatever you're taking or whatever you're doing, is going to cause different chemical reactions in your brain. Um, You know, for example, you know, if you're a, you know, an alcoholic, for example, you know, I know alcoholics that are really, really lovey when they drink and when they're not drinking, they're complete assholes and vice versa. Yeah. So, I mean, it, 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 it it's just the way it affects the brain. And, um, I mean, they're going to be different people. So the thing is that the things that I want to know though, if from a, a true hardcore addict is that especially somebody who's no longer, or, you know, is in recovery, um, what is it like when what what was that moment like for you when you decided I'm done you know I can't do this anymore you know for example with me and Jesse when I when I quit finally quit smoking for the last time it was like I was crushed that he was as hurt as he was 
And um, it, to me, it was like, I, I seriously felt like it was an ultimatum. Either I continue to smoke and we're done, or I quit and I can keep my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can't even imagine what how extreme it is to a heavy alcoholic or a heavy drug user um, and being in that same situation. So, I mean, I and I have, I, I had a... F- a friend that was going to be a guest on here and ended up things didn't work out um he you know and, and i i'm not going to mention his name but he was he was ready to do this and things didn't work out because he had family things to do but um he basically his girlfriend got pregnant he was you know he was doing some hardcore stuff you know he said he was you know doing meth and um a few other drugs i can't remember exactly everything that he was doing but it basically anything he could get a hold of though. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, his girlfriend got pregnant and they went to the doctor and they said, well, you're going to have three. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got triplets. And, uh, I, I mean, I, I would really like, I mean, you know, he and I have talked a li- about it a little bit here and there, but I don't, I didn't really want to probe because I was really hoping that he could be on the show with us. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping later on, maybe, you know, if he gets the opportunity that he would be able to do it. But, um, I really want to know what was that moment like for you? What, what were you thinking? What, what, you know, was going through his brain, but, um, yeah, I can't, I just can't imagine it, you know, like it, I can't, my brain just doesn't compute that extreme and he's been sober since? He's been sober since, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So, I mean, I don't I don't know too much detail about his sobriety, but, I mean, I know he's not doing hardcore drugs. Yeah. And I would know if he were because, you know, I've been around it a lot as far as, you know, friends go and yeah. previous job. And yeah. I know what the signs are. <laughs> yeah. And... But yeah, it's, it's scary to think, you know, that, that these people live their lives like that constantly. And then they're, you know, they, they bring up their kids that start doing it and it's just a huge chain. You're you're lucky to be as good off as you are as far as addiction goes, because, you know, if your dad, you know, continued and you, you got into the hardcore drugs I mean, who knows where you'd be nowadays? I did for a little bit. Yeah, but, but, if, you, really but if you continued it, I mean, right. who knows? I mean, you could be a crack whore on First Street. <laughs> There's a lot of those down there. Oh, my gosh. And, and you there. know what? It's a common misconception, too, that, like, meth addicts and whatnot are all, like, the itchy, sketchy, side-to-side They're looking. Like They're not. I went to school with somebody who I'm not going to say her name. Um, she did that program throughout high school where they partnership with the hospital and they go and like do, uh, NA stuff where they like, you know, they're nurses assistants and they're going to school to become a nurse. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's like little prerequisite things you can do in high school for that. And so she signed up for that program. Then straight out of high school, um, she gets into college and she's doing this whole thing. Um, I found out later because she wound up getting pregnant and she had a kid and, and whatnot. I found out later that she was a hardcore meth user. 
because um, not only was she doing that program, but she was also the girl that did all the sports, and she was also, you know, she, she kind of, like, she was just that girl in high school that did everything, and mm-hmm. she was, like, on the drill team, and she did the sports, and like I said, she was doing the nursing program. Um, she was on all the committees and stuff, and she was, like, vice president of something. Um, and she was a hardcore meth user, and she did that so that she could, like, keep going, I guess. Um, like, meth is what kept her buzzed right, to, right. to get through all that. And she doesn't look like, you know, somebody who uses meth because meth doesn't do that to everyone. And it's not like, oh, it's a certain type of meth that well, makes you that n- way. Well, it's, it's the amount that you do it to. I mean, uh-huh. I, there's, you know, I, I know of people who did meth as well. I'm not going to say how I know them either because that would give it away and I I don't want to, I don't want to cause any issues on that. But this person did not look it, not at all. I mean, they, they had no tooth, no tooth problems, no skin problems, but they were, they were using it, but it wasn't to the extent of, you know, these meth heads that we see down on first street that are talking right. to telephone poles and and you know um, <laughs> yeah. some of those people are crazy but you know some of them are like just straight up drug addicts yeah. you know and it is so but then you know you see the others that that really really use it and i mean just constantly and can't live without it and it, yeah it's it takes a toll you know um at my place of business where i work I don't want to get too much into details. Maybe I shouldn't talk about that. I'm not going to talk about that. Never mind. Sorry, okay. guys. I can't talk about it. I, don't, I just don't want to. I don't want to talk about my place of work. Yeah. I wouldn't get too into that. Never mind. You didn't <laughs> You didn't hear anything. <laughs> I'm still going to ask you about it later. I'll, I'll tell you about it later. But if you, and you know, if you guys know me and you want to hear about it, maybe I'll t- tell you about it, but I'm not going to talk about it on the air here. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's no bueno. That's mm-hmm. smart. Yeah, <laughs> it's not <laughs> something I'm new, usually known for. <laughs> I don't know. Some people call me smart, and I'm just like, no, I just know how to bullshit. <laughs> I'm not smart at all. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, we are coming up on, on 50 minutes. I really don't have a whole lot more to say on this um, issue, but uh, I I'm, I really like some feedback from you guys. So, um, you know, any of you listeners that have any uh feedback please email us did you have anything else to say i didn't even ask you i'm sorry so how rude of me no nope, <laughs> okay keep going. um yeah so e- email us uh you can reach us at um milfs with attitude at gmail.com at m-i-l-f-s with attitude at gmail.com um email us and um i want I, w- I would really like to do start doing a segment where we um talk about the email so if you want us to um you know mention you on the air um you know just let us know in the email and we'll we'll kind of hit you know hit up on those um emails and talk a little bit about it and just go back and forth on that right um, or if or if you'd like to remain anonymous that's fine too but still you know send us something to our inbox um, if you have anything on this topic, if you've had any kind of struggles with addiction in your past or you know somebody who has, we'd like to know a little bit about your story. Um, and if you have any suggestions for us in the future, something that you'd like for us to discuss, mm-hmm. uh, definitely uh, send that to our inbox. Cause Especially if it's funny shit. Yes. Em- and embarrassing shit because, yeah, we need some of those ideas. You made me talk about my sex addiction. 
So I don't know how much worse it can get. Well, I'm a pervert, so it's okay. <laughs> I look at people and I'm like, oh, I wonder what they look like naked. Everybody does that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And plus, you're like a, a woman. Yeah. And it's not as bad because you're a woman. Like, if you were a guy your age, then you'd be a pervert. Well, it's not as bad. Is I, that sexist? I don't know why. That sounds sexist. Maybe that's what we should talk about next, sexism. I don't sexism. know. What do you guys I, think? No, that's then we're going to sound like feminists, and I don't like feminists. Why would we sound like feminists? <laughs> I don't think that sexism is like a, I don't know. We'll have to t- we're going to have to talk about it. We should talk about it. Oh, God. Let's do it. Okay. Because neither one of us are feminists. Yeah, I'm definitely not a feminist. <laughs> not either. You're the I think feminists are funny. I think they're stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry if you're a feminist. Yeah, if you're a I feminist. I apologize. Um, you need to <laughs> you pull your get head some out of your help. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, so you guys uh, can find us on um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. Facebook, yeah, at Silver Moon Podcast. Yes, and actually, they're not all that. Just look for Silver Moon Podcast. Don't do the at because some of them are like at podcasts. Moon or I think it's just the Twitter that's Twitter's weird all because screwed up and I couldn't change yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's why I don't use Twitter. <sighs> I don't use it very often either. Anyway, mainly Instagram and Facebook, but if you catch us on Twitter, I do get notifications there. But um, that and then you can read our blogs. Amy's blog is amythinksoutloud.com, and my blog is thecrazylifeoflaura.com. Um, I haven't updated mine in like over a month, so sorry, guys. I am a week late, like I said, on mine, but I've started a new series about my life as a kid with, you know, my story uh, of addiction and being a victim of that. And this week, like I mentioned earlier, is going to be talking a lot about the time that my dad tried to kill me. Yay! And, and that fun. But it's okay. It's it's lighthearted still, and I try to plug some humor in there because, you know. Life's a bitch, but it's pretty funny. Right. That is right. Yeah. I think my motto, or, you know, I don't say it, but my motto is, if you can't laugh at yourself, uh, call me, because I'll laugh at you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Love life it, love life it, love is, it. you know, way too great to be serious all the time. So. Yeah, that's that's the truth. So, uh, yeah, give us some ideas, guys. We really need them. Um, we want to keep this going, uh, but we want to know what you guys want to hear from us. So give us some feedback. That email one more time is milfswithattitude at gmail.com. Um, you can thank our husbands for that that name because um, they came up with it, but I don't think I'm a milf, but whatever. <laughs> We're milfs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I am, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will uh, see you next week. See you next week, guys. <laughs>